Chaim Parchi. There once lived a very rich man by the name of Chaim Parchi. He lived in Damascus and worked for the city governor. Chaim worked as a treasurer, which meant that he was in charge of all the money that belonged to the city. Chaim Parchi was a very kind man who enjoyed giving tzedakah. Chaim Parchi was always ready to help the poor. He especially liked to give money to Talmud Chachamim of Yerushalayim. These Talmud Chachamim spent all their time learning Torah. They did not have to worry about feeding their families as Reb Chaim provided them with everything that they needed. Now Yosef, which was the shopkeeper in that town, he had a grocery store. Not just grocery, in fact. He sold food, clothing, and every type of stuff that people need for their house. This is where the Talmud Chachamim would do their shopping. They did not have to pay for what they bought. Instead, Rabbi Yosef would write down everything that they bought in his uh, counting book. And at the end of each month, he would take this book to the Rav of the town, Rabbi Shalom Sharabi. He would check everything over and make sure that everything looks okay. Then this Rav would send all these bills to Rabbi Chaim Parchi. It only took about 10 days for Yosef to receive the money that he was owed. One day, this Rabbi Yosef sat at his table deep in thought. Hmm, he said to himself, I wonder why I haven't received the money from Reb Chaim. It's already a month since I sent him the account, the bill. But still, I won't stop supplying the Talmud Chachamim either with their needs. That's not fear for them. I am sure that sooner or later, Chaim will settle his bill with, with me. Yosef carried on his business as usual without even telling the rabbi that he had not received the payment, as he always did. Yosef was certainly a kind, God-fearing person. Things went on like this until three months later, the shelves in the shops were empty. This was because he did not have the money to buy more supplies, because Reb Chaim wasn't paying him. He decided that it was time to tell the Rav everything that has happened till now. When the Rav heard what the shopkeeper had to say, he was very shocked. He said he would go right away to Damascus and find out from Reb Chaim what is going on. There were no cars or buses in those days. People would travel by camel especially in those hot climates. Yosef found some camels that would be suitable for their journey. He also prepared some food that they would need. They left Yerushalayim on a Sunday morning and they arrived at the home of Rav Chaim on Friday morning. That's uh, five days later. That's how long it took him to get there. Yosef and the Rav found Chaim Parchi's family in a very unhappy mode. Uh-oh. They were all sitting around crying. What happened? Where is, where is uh, your father? Asked the Rav to the family. They answered with tears in their eyes. The minister Chaim Parchi, he is he's in deep trouble. His jealous enemies have accused him of stealing from the governor's storehouse. The governor has thrown him into prison and taken away all of his belongings. Oh no! The rabbi was most disturbed at what he had heard. He went into a room by himself and dove into Hashem to help him rescue the minister from prison.
He left the house and went straight to see the Arab governor. The palace was surrounded by a high wall and was guarded by armed soldiers. Who are you? What do you want? The guards screamed at the rabbi as he stood at the gate. I would like to see the governor immediately. The rabbi answered, Ha ha ha, you really think a Jew like you is going to go and see the governor just like that? The soldiers bursted out laughing. The governor had heard all of the noise from inside and wondered what was going on. He stepped outside and was amazed at what he saw. There was a rabbi with a long white beard standing at the gate. Above his head there appeared to be a column of fire. His face glowed with holiness. The governor ran towards the rabbi, full of respect. He even bowed down a few times. So great was his fear. The soldiers, however, had not seen the column of fire, and so they were astonished to see their governor, who really hated the Jews, about to bow down to a rabbi. Holy rabbi, said the governor. Please honor me with your presence in my house. And so the governor offered the rabbi his best cheer, while he stood waiting to hear what the rabbi had to say. I only have one thing to ask of you, said the, the rabbi. Please give an order for the release, the immediate release of the minister of Chaim Parchi from prison. I can assure you that he is innocent. All the accusations against him are but lies, tales made up by his jealous enemies. The governor replied, I will do as you say. I believe you. I am sure that the Jew is free of guilt. I'll have him freed from prison right away. And so, just before Shabbos, Chaim Parchi was released from prison amidst great rejoicing. All his belongings were returned to him. His family, together with all the Yidin, were delighted to see him back again. That was a really special Shabbos for the rabbi of the mass of uh, sorry from Yerushalayim and the Parchi family. They all thanked Hashem for the miraculous rescue. The very next day, Sunday, Chaim Parchi gave the rabbi a very large sum of money to be used for the poor people of Yerushalayim. He also settled all the bills that he had collected with Yosef, who had provided, as we mentioned before, for the Talmud Chachamim during the previous three months. He then gave Yosef enough money for the next three months' food supplies. Yosef hurried to the marketplace and bought many things for his shop to f f refill his shelves, including those items that one could not obtain in Yerushalayim. He then went to hire some camels to carry the goods from the marketplace back home. The Arab camel drivers were not at all keen to take them back to Yerushalayim. The roads are dangerous, they said. Many times in the past, travelers have been attacked and robbed. We will only join you on one condition. We cannot be held responsible for any accidents that occur on the way. So Yosef went back to the rabbi and repeated these words to him. Yosef asked the rabbi to travel back the same time as him. For he knew that Hashem would allow no harm to come to the tzaddik. So if the tzaddik would come along with them, they knew they would be safe. And so the rabbi agreed because he too needed to return to Yerushalayim. 
And so he said farewell to Reb Chaim and blessed him with much success. It was time to leave after all. Seventeen camels carrying the goods that Yosef had bought were all ready to go. Yosef and his party traveled all day and at night when they were tired they lay down to sleep in the field at the side of the road. Suddenly they were awakened by screams. They were surrounded by a group of armed robbers. The robbers united, uh, sorry, untied the camels and ran off with all the goods. You can imagine how upset Yosef and the Arabs were. They had lost all of their belongings. They, one person, however, had not heard of or seen anything that has taken place. And of course, you can guess who that is. This was the holy rabbi that was with them. He was busy saying Tikkun Chatzais, which is a special prayer said at midnight. When he had finished praying, he found out from the others what had happened. He quickly comforted everyone, saying, Do not worry yourselves. Go back to sleep, because this all happened in the middle of the night. I promise you that the camels will all come back laden with all the goodies. The Arabs, who did not realize how great this rabbi was, continued to grumble and complain. Yosef, on the other hand, felt sure that the rabbi's words would come true. He felt relieved, and so he lay down to sleep. The next morning, the rabbi, after having davened Shachris, the morning prayer, said, Please, collect some stones and pile them up in a large circle, but make sure to leave enough space for the camels to go into the circle and make sure the circle is big enough to hold all the camels. And so the Arabs carried out these instructions and then the rabbi went over to the stones. He drew a large circle on the ground with a stick and started to say special secret prayers. Lo and behold, a miracle took place. From the distance, a cloud of dust was seen to be approaching. It was none other than the train of camels, still with their packages on their backs. The camels approached the circle and entered, just as the rabbi predicted. The rabbi, who had kept his eyes closed, asked, Have the camels come back yet? My camels missing, one Arab announced tearfully. It is my only means of livelihood. Please, I have five children at home to feed. The Arab fell to the ground in front of the rabbi, begging him to bring back his camel. The rabbi took pity on him and continued to pray. After a few minutes, the missing camel suddenly appeared. The Arabs were so astonished to speak, they had never seen such wonders occur in their entire life. They fell to the ground in front of the holy rabbi and cried out, Holy rabbi, we really thank you. Those as great as you are too few. You have saved our poor livelihoods. And we would repay you if only we could. We now know from the wonders just done, like the God of the Jews, there is none. Who does such miraculous deeds whenever his children are in need? The group continued their journey to Yerushalayim, having arrived safely they told everyone of the miracles that had taken place. So impressed were they that they did not go back to their farm former ways of life as camel drivers. Instead, they all decided 
to convert and become Gede Tzedek and become full-fledged Jews and to keep Torah mitzvahs, all of these Arab camel drivers. In the merit of the camel drivers' deeds, their children lived in Yerushalayim for many generations to come.